0: James
1: and this is ether and icor a podcast about the stories behind stories in folklore fairy tales mythology and the gothic this week we're talking about what we do in the shadows yeah yeah
0: not as personally.
1: no that's a different podcast <laughs> ether and icor after dark um, <laughs> moving swiftly on <laughs> Um, So probably, oh, I don't know what the most well-known part of what we do in the shadows is. Would it be the movie or the TV show? I feel like people don't watch the TV show unless they've seen the movie. That's a
0: good question. Honestly, not sure.
1: Hmm. Well, either way, it didn't start with either (laughs) of those. No. (laughs) Um, So Taiko Waititi, who is just generally awesome, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: back in 2005, got together with some friends. Uh, And made a little short film called What We Do in the Shadows, uh, subtitled Interviews with Some Vampires.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. It's delightful.
1: Yeah, I I love that it begins referencing Vampire Chronicles because Mm -hmm. this is kind of, like we said, the Vampire Chronicles are a situational comedy. Yeah. And What We Do in the Shadows is just somebody taking that concept and going, let's go. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's, it is perfect. It is exactly the vibe I want from a Vampire Chronicles <laughs> adaptation. And until the rest of the world gets on Taika's level, mm-hmm.
0: this is what we've got.
1: And I'm so glad because all of it is so, so good. Yeah. So
0: 2005, Taika and Jermaine made this short film. It's just under half an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, it is up on YouTube. But yes, it's the same basic concept of it's a mockumentary following some vampires who live together in Wellington.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it, it feels very rough. Yeah. Uh, it, definitely what we do in The Shadows, the film smoothed out the, the rough edges of it. Yeah. But even as just an introductory concept, it's so funny.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, it's so good. And you see why somebody took this short film and said, actually, let's make this more. <laughs> let's I, make more of this.
0: I mean, I feel like it's... Something that Tyker and Jermaine just wanted to do. Oh
1: yeah, one hundred percent.
0: In twenty fourteen, they had more sway. They had a bit more, like yeah,
1: because Jermaine had done Flight of the concords
0: Yeah, they had a bit more under their belts. Yeah, um, to be able to get the budget and mm-hmm. like better production values. Yeah, and I mean the thing is though, it's still the same cast. Like, New Zealand is tiny.
1: Yeah. It's
0: so tiny. Like, I just love that. Like, I learned this with Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. you know? It's just the tiniest yeah. place. Yeah. <laughs> and it's wonderful.
1: They changed a lot. Like, it is the same concept and the same people. Mm-hmm. Um, but they really changed the characters a lot. Like, the only one who's really mostly the same. I guess Nick is largely the same. Yeah, And Deacon is largely the
0: same. And Stu.
1: Oh, well, (laughs) stew is just stew. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But they changed Viago a lot. Yeah. Um, And Vulvis no longer exists. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Which is good.
0: Vulvis the Abhorrent. Yeah. Became Vladislav the The Poker. poker.
1: (laughs) 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 Which is so much better. Yeah. Like, it's just a better joke. The short film is like a very, very pared down version of the movie because mm-hmm. you still get the part where they talk about their flatting
0: situation. Yeah. Their flatting
1: situation.
0: They have the flat meeting about uh-huh. like, the chores. They talk about like how it's you can't see your reflection and you have to rely on your mates to tell you what you look like. Which yeah. is the cutest joke but we can talk
1: about that uh-huh. more in the full length film. <laughs> but yeah, they get dressed. They go out to a nightclub.
0: Yeah, they go for a night out in Wellington. Yeah. And the biggest difference for me is because it's a small budget thing and you don't have the authority to, like, rope off streets in Wellington while you're filming, they get a lot of abuse held at them.
1: Yeah, it's... it's uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, there's just as what uh, Deacon refers to as rugby heads. <laughs> shouting homophobic slurs at them.
1: Yeah.
0: And, like, they're just dressed like vampires. <laughs> Stereotypical vampire costume. like, you can tell. They've got... F- freaking crappy fake fangs in yeah like pale makeup and cravats and black suits and things like they're clearly dressed as vampires and there's a film camera Mm -hmm. following them and you're just yelling abuse at them
1: like (laughs) it sucks like it's uh, i don't know what to say about it really because it sucks but also The thing is that vampires are just inherently queer. So, Mm -hmm. you know, at least the rugby heads are picking up on that. Yeah. But, you know, I wish they wouldn't.
0: Yeah. There's, like, a controlled version of that reaction in the film. Yes. Where it's just they're walking along the street and, like, Viago's saying something to the camera and just a guy offside just goes, homos! At them. And that's, like, it. And,
1: And, like, it comes off funnier in the film. Yeah. Partially because...
0: It's one isolated person, like, and it's just kind of blindsides you slightly, just like he's talking about it's a nice to go out and, like, get involved in the town that's just homos. With the full-length film, you know it's fictional, is the thing. Yeah.
1: Whereas in the short film, that was just really happening. Like, yeah. like I laugh at it in the full-length film because it's just one guy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yelling homos. <laughs> but, like, to see it in the short film and know that that's really yeah. a thing, like, I think as a queer person that's
0: like arguably in the film it could be a recognition thing yeah (laughs) just go
1: homos I know
0: know. like when you know I
1: wish we could do that just like every (laughs) time like you know when you're you know when you see somebody and you just know Mm -hmm. and you can't just like yell at them homos but I feel like (laughs) but yeah like we just need to be yelling at each other
0: across the street genuine affection homos Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah I do find it interesting, though, that alongside all of the abuse they get from the men, there's positive reactions from women. There's that yeah. girl that, like, flashes her ass at Jermaine, and they're like, hey, <laughs> hey, Like, you know?
1: Yeah. Vampire fuckers are valid. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean... Are we if, allowed
1: to validate ourselves? <laughs> I was going to say, like, if Taika
0: Waititi comes along the street, I'm on dressed like a vampire. <laughs> My pants are already off. <laughs> Uh mm. Anyway.
1: <laughs> I don't know that we really have that much more to say about the short film. Yeah. Moving on to the full-length film, which is <laughs> the real Star the yeah. show. I don't want to say that because the, the TV show is so good, too. Mm-hmm. But the film, oh my god, what a revelation. <laughs> like, genuinely, this film made me so happy. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of another film like it, you know? Like, I can't think of a, a vampire sitcom.
0: Mm-hmm
1: that I don't have to read 10,000 <laughs> pages of. <up.
0: laughs> yeah, it's... I don't know whether you have to be a vampire nerd to appreciate it, because I know, like... I feel like it
1: helps, but there's a lot of stuff that, like, even if all you know is what's in popular culture... Yeah, I mean, because,
0: like, I was saying to um my friend Jane uh, that... Like, we were talking about, oh, it's great. And she was like, oh, I'm so glad you like it. Because, like, her sister... But, I mean, her sister's the least valid person in the world. Her sister didn't like it. Are you like going to leave that in? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> her sister didn't like it. Like, her husband as well didn't really, like, get really? it. Yeah. yeah. That's like, a shame. I feel like on rewatches, he probably got it more. But the initial watch, he was like, I don't really know why you're laughing so much. Yeah. Do, do people not get it? I don't know. I but the thing is... God,
1: sometimes I just live in a world where straight people don't exist. <laughs> and I forget. Yeah.
0: Taika and Jermaine, their favourite vampire movies are Interview with the Vampire, The Lost Boys, and Bram Stoker's Dracula. Mm-hmm. All very good choices. And all of them are clearly influential yeah. on this film. And like referenced in some way or other.
1: yeah. So, like, maybe it is a, if if you know, you know. And if you don't, then you won't like this movie. But I think, I mean, I guess I can't, I cannot look at it objectively. Mm-hmm. Because I understand all the references they're making. And I yeah. get why it's funny. And I guess I just think that people have more base knowledge of vampires than they do.
0: But, you know, that's also why we're making this podcast. <laughs> that's true. I mentioned before, like, they have the bigger budget now. But it is still mm-hmm. the same cast, The same main actors. And then it's just their mates. Mm -hmm. Majority of the cast is just people they know. Mm -hmm. Like, they're not established actors. Obviously, Stu, who we will get to. The two um, people who play the officers that come Mm -hmm. into the house, who are now in Wellington Paranormal, Mm -hmm. weren't actors before. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, Karen O'Leary who's Officer O'Leary. Like, they just gave them their names. Like, they're yeah. officers Minogue and O'Leary, and it's Karen O'Leary and Mike Minogue. Mm-hmm. Um, although the Officer Minogue in the TV show is Kyle, which is hilarious. Which is funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she was a kindergarten teacher.
1: Oh, <laughs> It's just That's their great. mates. Yeah. Like,
0: and it, I love that. In New Zealand, like Wellington, as, as this area where vampires and other supernatural creatures have been able to just kind of go about their lives unbothered. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just, I like that as a concept. We've just kind of gone to a remote place where we're not going to be bothered. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, okay, you're a bit weird, but it's just the guy that lives in that house over there. You know?
1: Yeah. I feel like there are places in the world that you could theoretically just have a bunch of supernatural creatures and nobody would really bat an eye. Mm Mm-hmm new orleans comes to mind (laughs) if if weird things are happening around you in new orleans everyone just kind of shrugs and goes about their business Mm because it's just like that yeah and yeah i can definitely see new zealand being one of those places Mm -hmm. because it's
0: fairly remote one of the things that i really like about this movie is it brings up a lot of vampire tropes and Sometimes it leans into them, but other times it just subverts them mm-hmm. for comic effect and I don't know whether that's part of you have to know vampires to really f- appreciate the humor probably. but like I love it. It's so funny. <clears throat> they're just doing chores and complaining about them leaving blood and bones and things around the house and like
1: like when they're having the flat meeting. And they're talking about how Deacon hasn't done the dishes in, mm-hmm. what, five years <laughs> or something? Uh, and Viago says something about all the bloody dishes in the sink. Mm-hmm. And then it pans over and it's blood covered dishes mm-hmm. in the sink. Like that, that's funny. Yeah. If you don't think that's funny, shut the fuck up <laughs> and go away. <laughs> it's just so funny. Mm-hmm. And I I don't, I just don't know what to, what to say other than I love it. More stupid vampire jokes, please.
0: (laughs) Going back to how it's not actors, it's just people from New Zealand. Yeah. (laughs) One of the main subversions that is just delightful is the vampire-human romance. Uh Uh-huh. Where Viago came to New Zealand following a girl he loved. Mm-hmm.
1: Except his familiar put the wrong postage on, this,
0: <laughs> on the on the trunk that he was in. Mm-hmm. So it took him 18 months to get there. And by the time he arrived, she had met somebody else and was getting married.
1: Yeah,
0: But he still loves her and pines after him when he finds her again. And she's like 96. Mm hmm. And, you know, in the end, he goes for it and turns her. Like, she's long widowed at this point. And, yeah. And so <laughs> there's the thing about, um, you know, some people might talk about the age difference. Like, what's this 96-year-old doing with a guy four times her age? <laughs> <laughs> they can call me a cradle snatcher. I don't care. <laughs> it's just so funny. And Ethel Robinson, who plays Catherine.
1: She's a hero she- and an icon i love her so much
0: she was 98 when she took this role she's never acted before Mm -hmm. done a shit ton of activism like yeah absolute hero Mm -hmm. this woman's incredible uh she died in 2019 sadly but she was 103 Mm -hmm. yeah um so you know
1: like good for her I do want to, like, shout out, yeah, she was an activist. She
0: she did, like, uh-huh. disability activism. She did, because, uh-huh. uh, like, one of her daughters has um, had multiple sclerosis. Uh-huh. Like, she did a lot of stuff for uh, women and for mostly disability. I feel like she did some stuff for... Um,
1: for the Post as well. Yeah. She organized protests and a petition against New Zealand Post and the downgrading of banking services.
0: Yeah, so stuff for, like, older people to yeah. help. Older people.
1: She campaigned against gaming machines, rising electricity prices, and health service cuts. Mm -hmm. You go, Ethel. This is in
0: her 90s she's doing this. in her 90s. Actively involved in protests, Mm -hmm. like organizing protests at the age of 98.
1: Took the romantic lead
0: (laughs) in what we do in the shadows. Like, good for you. Like, being 98 years old and getting to, like, have Taika Waititi giving you heart eyes yeah uh, incredible god
1: i love this for her i love her whole life for her
0: Mm -hmm.
1: what a hero what an icon ethel robinson respect on your name Mm
0: -hmm.
1: oh she taught at mallory schools yeah that's so cool Mm -hmm. i love her i love ethel ethel i love you (laughs) 103 she kicks so much ass gonna go out on a limb here she's the coolest person in this movie oh yeah 100 (laughs) percent. by far the coolest motherfucker in this movie Mm -hmm. which is very mean to stew who we're going to talk about next (laughs) but the thing is that ethel earned it yeah stew is also great but he's not 103
0: (laughs) and he's not cool and he's not cool but
1: that's the point (laughs)
0: yeah
1: stew stew with his little red cheeks
0: yes stew rutherford is a friend of Tyker's from college, I want to say. Like, they were roommates. He is genuinely an IT guy.
1: Yeah!
0: But he's credited as production manager on the short. They involved him in helping them make stuff and, like, giving him little cameos and things just as a thank you, but not as a serious actor. He started sort of being more involved in the film things, like, rather than just all his full-time IT job. Mm-hmm. And, like, Taika was like, don't you dare take acting lessons. Don't you dare. I want pure, unfiltered Stew. I do mm-hmm. not want you to ever be acting. Yeah. Like, I just want Stew. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's what you get. Yeah.
1: Stu's just a guy.
0: He is. He's and, just a little guy. And there was a story, like, he didn't realise how big of a part Stew is. They were just like, we just, just react to the things we're saying. Just sort of, you know, you'll be in the background just reacting to things. And, you know. Because it wasn't. Until they were sort of filming the kind of final act with the unholy masquerade and, like, the werewolf situation that he kind of was like, huh, this is a maybe a bigger part. And then they watched the film and he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I love that for him. But yeah. But he's just, like, he's just this sweet, precious little IT guy. Yeah. And I think that
1: like Stu wouldn't have worked as well if he was conscious of it.
0: Yeah, like if that was somebody acting, then it, it wouldn't it wouldn't work as well. Yeah. Like him just being Stu. Mhm. Like even the point where it's kind of the subversion again of the human vampire romance thing and that like it's just this human guy that is just their mate. Mhm. He just comes in and they're like, "Oh, we we kind of wanted to eat him but you know what he's actually a really nice guy and he's been helping us
1: i'm knitting a scarf for stew right <laughs> <I eat him. laughs>
0: He connects them to the internet and shows them how to, like, get the, online. God, and... The
1: bit where uh, he, like, introduces them to Google and Viago's like, I lost a really nice scarf <laughs> in 1912.
0: Can you find it for me? Google it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you just Google the scarf. Oh, God. It's, it's very, like, the energy of introducing your kindly grandparents mm-hmm. to the internet. It's just so, so wholesome and good. Mm-hmm. We all love Stu. Mm-hmm. We love Stu. I love that they take him to the masquerade and they're like, he can't be, like, he's he's not a vampire hunter. He's not a threat to you. He's wearing a bow tie. <laughs>
0: like, look at him.
1: <laughs> look at this man. He's, he's just a little guy. He's not going to hurt you.
0: No. I really like that it has that kind of coming out scene, for want of a better term, where Nick tell Stu that he's a vampire i appreciate that it's not there isn't like a romance thing in the film it's like this is my mate who you know i still want to be mates with
1: yeah
0: um and but i've had this big change and i need to tell him about it and
1: mm-hmm. it's interesting to kind of go backwards through the next thing we wanted to talk about mm-hmm. with nick kind of being a reference to the twilight era of vampires yeah. that we get this Absolute refusal of having a romance with it. Yeah, because Stu Stu would be his Bella, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, <laughs> I hate I hate to say it, but you know I'm right. <laughs> if we were if we were going that route, mm-hmm. Stu would be Bella, but we're not. Yeah, for reasons. I would have welcomed queer vampires. Mm-hmm. We will get there in the TV show,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but the, yeah.
0: The, the thing is, though, is. Uh, they're not strange
1: no 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 <laughs> no no i know this mm-hmm. you know i know this
0: so yes as ria's just said the vampires kind of fit into an archetype that already exists and like mm-hmm. i feel like it fits into those three films that, as we mentioned earlier that are Tiger and jermaine's favorite vampire movies yeah like so you've got viago is the aristocratic romantic capital R romantic vampire mm-hmm. like louis and lestat
1: uh-huh. you know. god i love viago so much i love
0: viago the thing as well with viago is he's kind of the aristocratic dandy type vampire but he's more of a varney mm-hmm. and like he's not the one that gets the film made about him normally because he's just a bit too precious about things yeah and i I think was it was a Jermaine said that he's uh, he feels like he's based on Taika's mom. <laughs> and like she wants everything to be tidy and like everyone to be pulling their weight all the time. And, like he, He's a very mother hen.
1: Viago like, um, made the chore wheel.
0: He did.
1: And he when he has victims over, he puts down newspapers and towels mm-hmm. to make sure everything's clean. Mm hmm. I love him.
0: He's just so cute.
1: Honestly, one of my very favorite moments in the movie is just a little thing with Viago. It's a montage Mm -hmm. of Stu teaching them how to use the internet and how to use a Polaroid camera. Mm -hmm. And Stu is at one point teaching Viago karate. Mm -hmm. And uh, Stu shows him how to do something. And he says, so you go up high. And Stu is kind of miming a very slow punch Mm -hmm. at Viago. And Viago puts a hand in front of his face and then moves it to the side and goes hi (laughs) and it's the cutest thing i've seen in my life (laughs) every time it just breaks me it's It's so so cute cute. i love it so much (laughs) what the fuck is that taika what the fuck (laughs) It's so cute.
0: That and um, when Deacon is doing an erotic dance for his friends. <laughs> and Viago is just sitting like with his legs sort of side saddle. He's like at that the picnic
1: scene in every adaptation of Emma. They just they have a little picnic on a hill and they've got a little picnic blanket and they're sitting there with holding their little mm-hmm. coupe glasses
0: aloft. With his legs sort of tucked to the side yeah. and he's just watching holding his little cup.
1: He's just at a little picnic watching Deacon do an erotic dance. And I love Viago.
0: I adore him. He's so cute. So, yeah, we've got the aristocratic romantic vampire in Viago. And then... Yeah. <laughs>
1: Vladislav. The poker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what that one's referencing.
1: That's such a, like, that's such a funny joke. It... That's so funny. for For those of you, because apparently they're out there, the people who don't know vampires... It's a common misconception, actually, that Bram Stoker based Dracula on Vlad the Impaler. Mm -hmm. There's nothing in his notes to suggest that other than taking the name Dracula, uh, which I think we mentioned in the Dracula episode. But... For better or worse, the association between Vlad the Impaler and vampires is very, very persistent. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad it is, just so we could have the joke of this vampire being named Vladislav the Poker. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. Yeah. But so funny.
0: It's just the little eyebrow raise that Jermaine does, (laughs) the more suggestive eyebrows.
1: uh... Jermaine is a a genius. Mm -hmm. He really is so good. It's half like his name is just the funniest joke and also Jemaine's performance yeah. is just so clever and so funny. Mm-hmm. And every his line delivery is just so good all the time. Mm-hmm. He's so good at his job. Yeah. I love to watch people be good at their jobs.
0: Again, it's clearly referencing specifically the 92 Dracula. Yes. Um, Like, when he shows up at the Unholy Masquerade, his hair is styled like Gary Oldman Dracula.
1: And his, his makeup when he's having his breakdown over the Beast kind of evokes the old man Dracula yeah. that you see in the beginning of the 92 film. And then, obviously, later when he's doing better, mm-hmm. he looks like himself again.
0: Yeah. Deacon, I feel like the closest thing with deacon is the lost boys like he's yeah
1: not... we did have trouble we we were talking about this and we were like who is deacon but he he's mostly lost boys-esque
0: yeah he's the cool like bad boy vampire yeah
1: you know well he's always running around in leather pants
0: yeah deacon has the direct reference to the lost boys at the dinner where you know there's the you're eating worms it's just the, mm-hmm. the maggots thing um from the lost boys yeah um and they acknowledge that that's from the Lost Boys. Yeah. Um, but he puts his own spin on it. And then... He like, sure the, does. the flying is, like, by the window is a Lost Boys reference. Nick flying at the window. Mm-hmm. But I don't know whether it's intentionally a Lost Boys reference or whether it's just coincidental. But Deacon being made, like, sired by Peter. He clearly has, like, a kind of fatherly bond mm. with Peter. Like, he is, like, the Lost Boy to Peter oh i
1: get it i get it okay i get it potentially
0: again it's very tenuous but
1: eh. i think it's possible Mm -hmm. that that was intentional Mm. but it also seems very much like something that could have been a completely random coincidence Mm,
0: yeah speaking of peter
1: yes he's very clearly nosferatu yeah
0: Viago says he's he's 8,000 years old. Yeah. <laughs> so that's another lore thing that exists in this world where, like, the more ancient a vampire is, the less human they look, and you get that in other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the TV show The Baron is a similar kind of ancient vampire. hmm More charismatic because it's Doug Jones. <laughs> yeah. Um, we love Doug Jones. We love Doug Jones. And uh, you get that in, um, in Buffy as well. Like, mm-hmm. the master has a bat-like face. Yeah. Um, And he's a much, much older vampire.
1: Um, Yeah. And just for differences in lore, um, in the Vampire Chronicles as well, you get vampires look less human the older they are. Yeah. But in the Vampire Chronicles, they kind of get prettier.
0: (laughs) They They become more like
1: statues. Yeah, exactly.
0: Rather than like demonic or animalistic. Yeah. They just look statuesque.
1: Yeah. Because one thing I appreciate the hell out of with Anne Rice's work... Is that everyone is just very sexy?
0: Mm-hmm. So when yeah, when you they, become a vampire, you become very sexy. Yes, yes.
1: <laughs> Deacon is correct. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like they get older, but they don't get less sexy. They just, <laughs> you just kind of have to have a Pygmalion thing going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know what? That's fine. As we mentioned before, Nick being the most recent vampire, yeah, is the Twilight era vampires the... as he will tell you himself <laughs>
0: um yeah i mean it's just more general modern vampire media yeah yeah like, there is a reason he invokes twilight
1: yeah twilight! <laughs> god yeah. i thought it was so funny though that in the short film he's uh they talk about him being the youngest mm-hmm. uh and he's two years old yeah and i love the idea that they got to making the film and they were like you know what's even funnier than a two-year-old vampire a two-month-old vampire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were absolutely right. Yeah. That is so funny. I just love it. Yeah, because
0: um, we didn't mention that, but in the short, like, they're saying, you know, he looks 25, but he's actually 27. Yeah. <laughs> um, in the movie where deacon's like he doesn't like that you're wearing the same style jacket as him because he's got like the kind of hot topic-esque brocade jacket 100
1: percent. i have that jacket yeah <laughs> i got it at hot
0: topic <laughs> yeah i just don't know if hot topic exists in wellington is why i say oh fair enough hot yeah. topic-esque.
1: but i'm here to confirm yeah <laughs>
0: um sort of the black parade jacket yeah exactly yeah. and in the short you know he's dressed in the kind of cravats and velvet coats but yeah. also like pink jeans Yeah. <laughs> and they're saying you know he's he's new vampire like he was born in 1980 why is he wearing like our style of clothes like we wear this because it's what we're used to it's the clothes we have
1: i feel like they were calling me out with that
0: <laughs> like i love that his existential crisis over vampirism has nothing to do with the blood drinking it's that he can't eat chips
1: I mean, if that were the case for me, I too would have a mental breakdown. (laughs) Just everything about this movie is so funny and good. Mm -hmm. Like, we could sit here and just quote the entire movie and be like, that joke is so good! But genuinely, they're all so good.
0: Mm -hmm. We were talking before about how, like, it would be nice to get explicitly queer content, but it doesn't need it. Because,
1: Uh, as we keep saying, vampires are inherently queer. All of them, all the time.
0: Yeah, and I feel like in this movie specifically, the... Flatting situation. When you're in a flatting situation. When
1: you're in a flatting situation.
0: (laughs) Fellas. Fellas.
1: Is it gay to be in a flatting situation?
0: (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. It kind of reflects, like, especially with our generation, we're all renters. Yeah. In large part because we can't afford a house and we live with our friends.
1: Yeah, like, our straight friends buy houses,
0: but... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, like, that kind of nuclear family traditional life path isn't a thing that's possible for a lot of... For a lot of our generation. A lot of our generation, especially queer people. Yeah. How often do you see people being like, oh, to just live on a little farm or commune with all of my queer friends and no straight people to bother us?
1: Yeah. Like... And that's because, you know, so many of us have to kind of live in flatting situations (laughs) Um, or like house shares and whatnot because on our own you know rents are much higher than the average single income Mm -hmm. situation so everybody kind of has to pull together and if you're pulling together with other friends in the same situation the likelihood of you all being queer is very high because statistically we make so much less money (laughs) so much
0: yeah and you know we're less likely to be married with kids yeah in our 20s you know? yeah just does kind of reflect that queer experience mm-hmm. of finding other outsiders people that share something in common with you that separates you from other people and kind of basing your living situation on that common ground even mm-hmm. if you don't always get along or like they annoy each other or like they don't pull away with the chores or whatever. Somebody
1: doesn't clean the bloody dishes.
0: Mm-hmm. The film has spawned two spin-off TV shows.
1: Yes, I did forget about Wellington Paranormal. Yeah, I, <laughs> we I haven't have not watched it. it,
0: no. But that is still obviously set in New Zealand and it follows the two police officers, O'Leary and Minogue.
1: I remember being so upset that I heard this was happening mm-hmm. because... There was so much talk of spin spinoff for a long time. And then they're like, good news, we're spinning it off with the cops. Yeah. And it was like, are you, are you kidding? Mm-hmm. This is a joke. Say psych. Mm-hmm. Please say psych. And like I said, we haven't watched any of it. So we don't really know if it was worth it. But I mean, I'm sure it's got funny moments. I'm sure it does. Mm-hmm. And from the little bit that we've read about it, like it does have some moments that sound like they're fun. Mm-hmm. But I I didn't need another cop show. Mm. Anyway, I don't want to talk about that show anymore. <laughs> Let's talk about a different show. Yes. What we do in the shadows, the TV show. Yeah. The TV series.
0: The thing that it has in common with Wellington Paranormal is mm-hmm. that it, it does expand the supernatural world. It has the same basic concept of it centers on vampire roommates but you get episodes that have ghosts you have a siren at one point you have a troll at one point you get other supernatural beings but it revolves around the vampires yeah which is what i came for
1: Mm-hmm. and god the vampires in the series are great yeah like uh, i was worried when they announced it and they said they weren't going with viago and everybody, and I was like, but I love Viago. <laughs> I would watch a series with Viago, um, but I love the new vampires so much.
0: One thing I, I kind of feel like that they, they did, like, Nadia is her own thing, and I, I love that, but, like, I feel like Nando kind of is a combination of Vlad and Viago.
1: Yeah. Like, he
0: has the same kind of backstory as Vlad. Vladislav the Boker. Like, he's mm-hmm. Nandor the Relentless. He's this military warrior-type who led a country and led an army um but he's very fussy and cute about things yeah in the same way that viago is and then like laszlo has kind of deacon-esque energy at times with like the i transformed into a dog and had sex kind of Is something that i wouldn't be surprised to hear laszlo say you know
1: yeah the thing is that i am not into deacon but i am into laszlo oh yeah <laughs> But like... That says more about me than anything else. <laughs> and we we just don't need to delve into that.
0: But I mean, like, it's it's the same, bringing the same kind of potential to the mix. Yeah. The same, yeah. like, if you want, like, a a sex joke in the film, it's probably going to be Deacon.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And then the show, it's, it's probably going to be Laszlo.
1: Yeah. The biggest thing that they have changed probably is the setting. Mm-hmm. So instead of in New Zealand, we're on Staten Island.
0: Yes, New York instead of New Zealand. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I was looking into it, like Staten Island, because I was like, I have picked up like this kind of thing of like it's it's usually said like Staten Island brackets derogatory, <laughs> like in, in media, like yeah. especially New York based media. So I was kind of like looking it up, and like I know that New York is one of the original. Colonies, colonies yeah so like that makes sense mm-hmm. for it to be where vampires moved to you yeah because you don't know when they came over you know it makes sense as like that they would have heard of new york mm-hmm. and it is the traditional landing point for immigrants like ellis island is where people came you know yes. to the country so but Staten island <laughs> yeah it does just kind of have that very mundane
1: it's i think it has in common and i say this as somebody who has neither been to new zealand nor staten island but i feel like it has the same vibe of like weird things will happen around you and you just kind of go yeah that makes sense and not really think about it
0: and it's just like well that's just the guy that lives next door like, yeah that's, he's just european. he's just weird
1: like yeah he's just european
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> one thing it expands on Because you kind of hear about them coming to New Zealand and that, but it's not in the same way. Like, because America just has this kind of thing of the new world and, like, people going over from Europe to start a new life and things so you have the vampires being like diaspora yeah which is really cool
1: yeah it's really interesting actually to have it set in america mm-hmm. and have that be a theme mm-hmm. because as the schoolhouse rock videos like to say america's a melting pot Yeah, and how real life aligns to that is <laughs> a subject of many a history course mm-hmm. but it's the idea of yeah. you have all of these people coming from all of these different places. And the idea is that you have one place where everyone is on equal footing and yeah. where everyone is able to make the same sort of life. That's the idea. I'm very aware that that is not the situation in real life. But for media purposes, it's really interesting to have that be incorporated theme.
0: Yeah, and with these specific characters as well. Because yeah. you've got Nando, the country that he was ruler of, no longer exists. Yeah. Like it, it's a fictional country, Al-Khalonidar. but it's it was part of the Ottoman Empire in the in the show because kaven is um, Iranian, mm-hmm. uh, Iranian British, so it's like modern day Iran. But al is just doesn't exist. Yeah, um, and so you get that episode where he's like, I am not a citizen of anywhere, and like Guillermo sort of encourages him to try and apply for American citizenship because mm-hmm. he doesn't have a country anymore. Mm -hmm. man that's
1: the immigrant feeling (laughs) because you know you leave one place that you felt you never i mean this is not nandor this is just me (laughs) (laughs) but you leave one place that you never felt part of that you never felt you belonged that you never felt you had a place in Mm -hmm. and then you move to a new place and people only see you as the person from that old place and you become this representative of something you never inhabited and it is a very weird stateless feeling, even when you're not literally legally stateless, mm-hmm. which Nandor is yeah. literally legally stateless. And not even just because he's several hundred years old <laughs> and does not have a social security number. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah.
0: Even Nadia and, and Laszlo yeah. have that kind of thing where she, she was a Greek-Romany peasant girl Mm -hmm. whose village was raised to the ground. And, you know, she has to move around. Like, her her village was burned, so... And then Romani people are often forcibly moved. But she ended up meeting Laszlo, who was, like, a Victorian English guy. And, like, he always hated that kind of, like, culture. Like, he hated it. And you find out that the reason he left England and, like, swore off England altogether is because they wouldn't accept Nadia... They wouldn't accept somebody of his social standing marrying a peasant woman mm-hmm. as they saw her. You know, they w- did not want him to marry this Greek Romany girl. So he was like, fuck you. We're getting hitched and going to America. Yeah. We're going to suck blood and fuck forever. <laughs> and good for them. God,
1: that's, that's probably my favorite line <laughs> in the whole show. Because <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. That's the reason to become a vampire. Honestly, <laughs> like I could get into the philosophical <laughs> implications of immortality but man when you put it like that Laszlo,
0: <laughs> sold <laughs> so again you have this thing of my homeland didn't feel like home anymore yeah like or my home doesn't exist anymore so we're gonna build a new home together and the thing you were saying about having an equal footing in theory, like... <laughs> For media purposes only. Mm-hmm. Kind of the driving point in the first series is the Baron coming. Yeah. And it's that new world versus old world thing and they kind of get... They decide, they're like, actually, we you know, he's coming over to get them to start, like, a, a takeover mm-hmm. of America from their point in Staten Island. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're like, I don't want that. I don't like the traditional vampire rules and things i like i like what we have here yeah which goes back to the queer experience thing that you get in the film
1: yeah just that whole like the old traditions don't work for us yeah we are something else and i mean the whole like all of the traditions that they're rebelling against obviously are were invented at some point in time it's not like a natural thing Mm -hmm. and yeah like the nuclear family is also not a natural thing like Mm -hmm. it's a very recent invention and just because it doesn't work for us Mm -hmm. in the modern day does not mean that we are lacking or that we are wrong or broken or anything Mm -hmm. it's just that doesn't work for us and we're going to create something new
0: Mm -hmm. i mean the traditional vampires like the vampiric council and the older vampires wouldn't like, they'd be like, what the fuck are you doing being friends with Sean next door? Like, yeah. why are you friends with this human instead of eating him? Yeah. You know, like, Lazar's like, he's my best mate. And it's like, it's so genuinely pure. Yeah. It's so cute. The show is is set in America, but all of the, the main traditional vampires are played by British comedians. Yeah. <laughs> um, which was like a deliberate choice. To have them be marked as outsiders. Yeah. It's a brilliant choice. They're all so good. They're all so funny.
1: Yeah. Like, and, I I was sitting here thinking, like, who can I pick out? But I don't want to pick any one of them out because they're all so good.
0: Yeah. When they said Matt Berry was going to be in it, I was like, oh, Okay. <laughs> okay. Because like I could, I just love his voice, it, his delivery. It's a of good things. voice. It's, it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like he's so funny. But yes, we've already kind of touched on the the characters, but let's let's get into. Yes. Let's get into it. Let's
1: get into it. Nandor's great.
0: <laughs> he's just this huge, like he's so tall and like imposing looking, and then he's like creepy babe. <laughs> <laughs> creepy babe.
1: The creepy babe. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about Nandor, really. You know that episode in the in the was it second or it might have been the third when he went to the gym. And he was yeah, um, Nandor hot.
0: Mm-hmm. I saw a post on Tumblr that was like, you know, they often like dress him in these like stupid outfits, yeah, and they, like it's clearly meant to be like he looks really silly, but the guy playing him is just so handsome that it doesn't <laughs> doesn't work. <laughs> it's like yeah, Caven is like really handsome. That's his own hair, you know.
1: Is it really? Mm-hmm. Oh his real hair. Damn. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: <laughs> but yeah, like, <laughs> like go- <laughs>
1: We're just gonna sit here and have a silent horny minute. <laughs> <laughs> Join us!
0: <laughs> yeah. And then uh, you have Nadia and Laszlo. Uh-huh. Like, first of all, to uh-huh. quote Mandy from Velvet Goldmine during the orgy scene, thank God a woman! <laughs> 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 like, it's it's just so nice that they were like, you know what, we kind of need to have a female character.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, we had Deacon's familiar in the film, but... Um... I wouldn't say that's positive representation.
0: No, and you do get her calling out, like, the fact that Nick gets turned and she's been waiting for, like, five years. And it's this, if I was a guy, this wouldn't be a thing this big (laughs) dick-biting society.
1: (laughs) But, like, having basically, I mean, the only women in the film are Jackie and the Beast. Is there anyone else? Oh, Leary. Oh, right.
0: And I can't remember what her name is, but the victim at the beginning okay yeah, yeah. i don't know think I, mean? I don't
1: think people who don't get named on screen and just die <laughs> like she does count. have a
0: name but i can't remember what it is yeah okay which goes but like, to show you yeah,
1: yeah so having a lady vampire in the TV series is very great and naja is very great i love her a lot
0: yes um, i want to
1: be here when i grow up and get to become a vampire
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'll be less though.
1: yeah genuinely
0: mm-hmm Nadja, I feel like the name is a reference to the 1994 vampire movie Nadja. Yeah. Just as a little nod. Because I, I remember Jermaine saying that he'd watched it. It's just and one of those other little nods. Like, if you know, you know.
1: Yeah. yeah. But we finally get our queer representation with Nadja and Laszlo. Yeah. Which is great.
0: Mm-hmm. Because they're bisexual, polyamorous vampire couple, which is the dream. Genuinely. The dream.
1: When we grow up.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, they have... It's not so much in series one. Like, it, it becomes more in series two. Because in series one, you have the first instance of Jesk. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jeff, who is Gregor, who keeps getting reincarnated, uh, like her lover. Yeah. Um, and you find out that it's... He keeps getting beheaded in all of his lives. He keeps getting decapitated. And you find out that it's Laszlo that's been, <laughs> like, decapitating him <laughs> out of, like, jealousy so you kind of don't have the devotion type dynamic as much in the first series but then in series 2 and 3 like it is absolutely like wife guy Laszlo, and it's wonderful
1: and girl boss nadia yeah
0: wife which guy which is the boss. ideal
1: dynamic
0: mm-hmm. but like we say girl boss but i cannot overstate the fact that they are all stupid they are all yeah. they, they are all idiots yeah. like nadia is by far the most competent of them but they are all just it's yes, like but- it's like a D and D party, like they're just all chaotic. It literally is. They're just chaotic idiots running around and Guillermo is the DM. <laughs> you know?
1: No, I mean the thing is about Guillermo and I love him so much, mm-hmm. but he is not in charge of the situation at all.
0: No. <laughs> he's trying to be.
1: Yes. I think he's an NPC with with aspirations, mm-hmm. but he is not the DM. <laughs> He is not guiding these people in any discernible way. No, true. Um, But I love him so much, Mm -hmm. so much. And we mentioned this in the very first episode, but because Guillermo is inspired by Antonio Banderas being Um, Armand, um, that's the only reason I can deal with Antonio Banderas as mom mm-hmm. in Interview with the Vampire. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's just like, yeah, that looks like a 16-year-old Botticelli painting.
0: <laughs> Can we talk about how hot Harvey Guillen is?
1: He's so hot. Harvey Guillen is a snack.
0: Like, <laughs> I felt like with the first series we were watching, I was like, oh, he's so cute. Like, he's really cute. He was really cute. And then all of a sudden, it was like, oh. But, like, I saw a photo set on Tumblr of him, like, just as himself, like, yeah. after watching series one. And I was like... <laughs> like, <laughs> Holy shit. Who is this babe? Like, what the fuck? Where did this come from? And then when he gets in like vampire hunter mode. Yeah. It's like, holy shit.
1: Holy shit. Holy shit. Harvey again.
0: And that's acting as well, because, like, he knows that he's hot. Like, you see photos of him, and he's, like, giving it, like, the the eyes of the camera, and, like, the vibe is, like, yeah, I'm hot. And then Guillermo is just, I am just a poor little (laughs) meow-meow. I am just a little Catholic baby. He's so Catholic.
1: He is so real. Like, Like, I knew Guillermo's. I worked with Guillermo's. Mm -hmm. Like, they were, as far as I know, they weren't vampire hunters. (laughs) But... The whole, I don't know, just like the whole Guillermo experience. Like, I have known those people. Mm -hmm. And it's really nice because, you know, the vampires, they're awesome. And I love them deeply. But they're not real people. Like, you don't know anyone in real life who is (laughs) Nadja. That that person doesn't exist. Guillermo exists in like 10,000 people at least. Mm -hmm. And it's just very comforting and soothing kind of to have somebody so recognizably human
0: all of his looks to camera are yeah. just perfect he s- looks
1: directly into your soul mm-hmm. and you say yes guillermo i understand
0: mm-hmm. like the moments where it's like we're a moment of triumph where he's like yeah I got one over. I made a good point. Or, like, I had a badass moment. I agree. But the moments where he just looks and he's just like, I hate my life. (laughs) I hate everything about this. Like, also beautiful. Yeah, the thing that I find interesting where he finds out that he is descended from Van Helsing. That's so funny. And also call back to the European settlement of Staten Island. Yeah. It was originally a Dutch colony. So it works.
1: God, how funny is that? That, like... (laughs) abraham van helsing Uh the weirdest little dude in the world was like i think i'm going to go to new amsterdam (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) maybe they have garlic there (laughs) but um...
1: again we have garlic (laughs) here (laughs) you don't have to go back
0: i just the conflict that he ends up having of he is friends with and wants to look after these vampires but his family history is killing vampires. As a queer Catholic character, yeah, that is such a great <sighs> parallel. Like, it's...
1: That's incredible.
0: It's so good. And...
1: Yeah. I know? mean, like, neither of us are Catholic. No. So, but from knowing lots of queer Catholics and queer former Catholics, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no pun intended. <laughs> But yeah, just this internal conflict between the church that says that the way that you are is inherently evil and the love and companionship and community you get from the people who see you for who you are and love you mm-hmm. for exactly who you are. Like it's, oh, it's it's a thing. Yeah, <laughs> I just love everything about Guillermo. I love how cute he is. Mm-hmm. I love how hot he is. I love how sweet he is. I love how badass he Mm -hmm. is. He's everything and I love him so, 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 so much.
0: (laughs) He's wonderful. I want him to have the world. Just the fact that he makes us, like, accept Banderas Armand. I love you so much that the mere fact of you, a fictional character, finding representation and inspiration from that, casting choice okay i'm fine with it yeah like you're not even a real person but you are in my heart yeah
1: (laughs) but also like i said he he is a real person i know that guy i worked with that guy Mm -hmm. when i was doing my undergrad
0: (laughs) you know you know who else is a real person
1: colin robinson (laughs) yeah oh my god Uh.
0: the concept of an energy vampire
1: it's so good yeah but, like, genuinely just watching Colin Robinson stresses me out. Because, <laughs> again, I know that guy. Mm-hmm. I worked with that guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was not as much fun as the guy I worked with who was Guillermo. Well, it wouldn't be. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> yeah. Even uh, just... The casting is great. Like, and the outfit, the the, the wardrobe choices. It, his entire ensemble is, like, beige. Yeah. His voice, even... Everything about him. Yep. We all know one of those guys. I kind of... I love how he... He can't really live with other people. Like, he's a daywalker, unlike them. But, like, yeah. he finds a home with them. And, like, he he gets on their nerves. Because he's he can drain them, you know? Like, and he does drain them.
1: Yeah.
0: But he wants to be friends with them. And, like, season three, like, he and Laszlo become closer friends and like you get sort of laszlo trying to show him a good time and like
1: yeah you know that was nice mm-hmm. i don't want the last thing we talk about to be colin
0: robinson no i enjoy <laughs> the uh, the way that they expand on the lore though in the tv show like mm-hmm. with the introduction of these different kinds of vampires and then you know you've got the new world and old world
1: mm-hmm.
0: kind of vampires the whole thing is great and the thing where they get put in charge of the staten island the new york chapter as it were of the council is very much the imposter syndrome experience of our generation as well it's like well there's nobody else to do it since the others were killed so you're (laughs) in charge now uh (laughs) okay
1: i really love that Nadja gets this legitimate progression Mm. Uh, spoilers i guess (laughs) um coming up to the finale of season three she's like hey i actually want to do this i actually want to be in this position of power and do something with it mm-hmm. and it leads to laszlo agreeing to come back to england with her because that's what has to happen and that's not how it goes down but i was mm-hmm. genuinely emotional about it because yeah. it was just so good to see kind of that vulnerability from naja mm-hmm. being like this is actually something I want. Like, I don't want to joke about this or blow yeah. it off or or mess it up. I want this and I want you to come with me.
0: Yeah. It's also respecting that Laszlo has said that he would never go back to England. Yeah. And she didn't know why, but it's because of how they treated her. And she's like, yeah, but I'm coming back in a position of power so they can suck it. And he's like, you know what? That's a good point. They yes. can fucking suck it. Yeah, Let's go back and show them. And I love that. Yeah. But especially from like in season one, where she's just getting talked over. By yeah, the guys. like she's just like oh, they just don't fucking listen. Yeah, like these men are idiots to the point where she has to like have the possessed doll of herself mm-hmm. to talk to. Yeah, and, and then like she turns um, Jenna, yeah, the, the lapper in season one because yeah. she's like sees how she gets looked over and like ridiculed and stuff, and she's like, no, I'm gonna give you. The means to be a girl boss. Yeah, <laughs> like, She recognises something in the way that the group treats Jenna yeah. with herself. And she's like, no, I'm going to help you. Yeah. And that itself
1: me. is girl boss behaviour, mm-hmm. which is why she deserves her seat on the council. hmm
0: Yes, the TV show is really good. It's so good. I'm so
1: excited for the... Like, it has been renewed for another season, right? Yeah. I'm excited. I want to see what happens. Mm -hmm. Mostly because I was so happy with everything. And then, like, the last 30 seconds of the finale just fucked me up. And I'm like, okay, well, you're going to fix this now. So I need that. Mm -hmm. Thank
0: you. (laughs) Recommend the film if you haven't seen it. Recommend the TV show if you like the film. Mm
1: -hmm. In conclusion... Nadja and Laszlo, if you are free on Thursday, here's our number. We would like to hang out when we are free on Thursday. Please call us and then hang out with us when we are free. Thank you.
0: <laughs> That's all from us this week. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at Ether and Icor, or email us at etherandicore at gmail.com. And you can leave us a review on our Podchaser page. You can find the link to that via our link tree. If you'd like to support the podcast, we have bonus episodes, research notes, and a discord server on Patreon and Kofi at VC Audley.
1: We'll be back in two weeks talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. For now, we'll lift a glass and say goodnight. Pleasant dreams.